0: hi welcome to the mastering mindset podcast i'm your host dr matt and today we're going to be talking about stress and burnout and how to recalibrate yourself using and utilizing a peak performing mindset so let's begin welcome to the mastering mindset podcast with dr matt where we will explore mastering your mindset hi welcome or welcome back to the master mindset podcast you know today we're going to be talking about stress and burnout Now, before I dive into this topic, I want to share a little bit about myself and my story that has gotten me here. So currently, I work full-time at NASA as an organizational development specialist. I'm a senior advisor at NASA, and I want to make a plug that nothing that I say or do in this podcast is a reflection of NASA or my work at NASA. This podcast is completely independent and separate. This is something I do on my own, on my own free time. And it is a passion of mine to be able to research on different things around psychology and mindset and share that with the general public, just as I am in this podcast. So burnout impacts all of us, especially those who are peak performers. I'm sure a lot of us are experiencing it. And according to research, more than 50% of the workforce are reporting experiencing symptoms of burnout. The World Health Organization, the WHO, defined burnout as an occupational phenomenon where it categorizes burnout with having these three things. Number one, you're feeling this emotional exhaustion. Literally, you're just exhausted all the time. You might get a good night's sleep, but throughout the day, you're still feeling run down, exhausted, and tired. Number two, This kind of depersonalization from your work, meaning you lost that passion. You just don't care as much. You might have cared once upon a time about the things that you're doing in your everyday work activities, but you just lost that joy and that passion. In fact, you might be a little bit more pessimistic and cynical about the nature of your work, seeing things more in a negative lens. And lastly, number three, the World Health Organization categorized burnout as having this lack of work efficacy, this belief in your ability to do a, a great job and to do it really well. It's like this ineffectiveness at what you do. You, you are still good at what you do, but you just lost kind of, you don't feel as effective anymore. It's like, what's the point? You know, I, things are just mundane and, and just average as opposed to great, meticulous, and the pursuit of excellence. So given all these three different categories, let's break it down even further. Now, I did my own research on burnout because not only have I been experiencing it myself, we're working in you know, multiple different roles and jobs. Uh, I, I've also realized that there's different kinds of burnout. Number one. There's something called a frenetic burnout. Basically, a frenetic burnout is when somebody is constantly just on a frenzy, always, always busy and on edge. They can't ever relax. They're on to the next. There's no room for a break. I mean, I know many of us are feeling that way because of our schedules. And our schedule is dictating our wellness, our happiness, and our time, of course, right? We have to meet our clients. We have to do the things that we do every day. We have to practice. We have to rehearse. Whatever it is that you are trying to do to achieve peak performance, you have a very tight and busy schedule. And oftentimes, in the, in this day and age, these schedules are back to back to back with very little breaks. Many of us are eating lunch on the go or eating lunch at your desk. Many of us don't even have a, a brief time in our day to, to go on a nice walk throughout the day, or maybe even taking five minutes to just kind of you know, do mindfulness or breathe or just zone out and not do anything. We don't even have that time to take a break. Many of us have to schedule a break and, and we don't. The next type of burnout is what we call an under-challenged burnout. Now, an under-challenged burnout experience is when you're not stimulated in what you're doing. Again, it goes back to the World Health Organization in the definition of burnout, with one of the categories being this kind of detachment from your work, this depersonalization and not caring anymore, losing that joy, that passion from what you do. Now, the under-challenged burnout is really when, when you think about why and how you got into your line of work, why you're doing what you're doing. We first got into this because we wanted to make a difference. We wanted to make an impact. We wanted to serve and we wanted to change the world in some way, maybe change someone else's world. Maybe we wanted to build a product that can help alleviate a pain or speed up the the process or productivity of a thing. Maybe you're an athlete. Pursuing after a sport, wanting to make it to the next level, whether it be playing college golf or college athletics, maybe even wanting to turn pro. We have passion, we have purpose. But this under challenged burnout experience is when we lose sight of that. When We have become kind of accustomed to just this mundane, everyday, same old, same old thing where we're not stimulated and we're not challenged. This is the under-challenged burnout experience. The last burnout experience is what we call a worn-out burnout. Worn-out burnout is just that exhaustion and fatigue. Now, here's the catch with burnout. Remember, the World Health Organization defined burnout as an occupational phenomenon. It was only in the workplace setting, right? After COVID-19, and also during COVID-19, this concept of burnout was then translated into everyday life. There's parenting burnout, there's relational burnout, there's just burnout burnout. As an epidemic across all facets of life. It's not just in the work now or the workplace setting, it's impacting everyday life. Because we experienced something called COVID 19, the whole pandemic and the lockdown, things have really enmeshed together. Our work, our home life experience, our relationships everything had become really boundaryless so it was hard to you know separate and segment that this is work and this is life it's become all intertwined so now burnout is causing so much damage and is impacting all of our lives in such significant ways that we have to address it and we have to take a look at it if you think about the effects and the impact of burnout and stress think about what it does right? If we think about stress, what does stress do internally? It it shoots up your cortisol level, right? The health implications of negative stress, what we call distress in psychology. There's two different types of stress, eustress and distress. Eustress is the good type of stress where you might be challenged with something. You might be doing a, a, a difficult project and you're, you're, you know, you're excited about it, but it's also very stressful, but you're managing it well and it's motivating you, that's the type of eustress, good type of stress, that's actually propelling you forward. Distress, on the other hand, is toxic. It's it's really harmful. It's harmful to your health. It's harmful to yourself and to your relationships. And it has a significant impact on you psychologically as well. So distress has physiological symptoms that you're going to start to feel uh, this restlessness. You're not going to be sleeping well your appetite might increase or decrease i mean these are all symptoms of stress and burnout in our lives now if we think about burnout and the way i imagine it as a metaphor is i imagine a rope and we light the rope on one end of the rope right and it's burning from one end and it's going closer to the other end when it burns That rope is dissipating and disappearing. There's a timeline on this rope that once you pass a certain threshold on this rope, you're you're going to experience some significant health damages in your life. Many people can actually, if burnout and stress is um, not addressed directly, it can literally kill you. Stress, burnout, can literally kill you. Think about uh, the heart challenges, the heart disease, heart attacks. Think about stroke. Think about all these implications of what can potentially cause a stroke, a heart attack, you know, Um, going to the emergency rooms, panic attacks, depression, mental health challenges and issues. If you're experiencing symptoms of burnout and stress, And that rope is being burned on one end and you're continuing to go the way that you're going and the pace of which you're doing life without checking yourself and without pausing and reflecting and doing something different, right? Not doing more, but just doing something different. Um, You're going to reach a threshold where once you pass that threshold, there's no going back you're going to have significant challenges that are going to be a part of your everyday life for example the development of type 2 diabetes if you look it up if you start researching it and and seeing what causes or what can potentially cause type 2 diabetes stress and burnout can lead to it another thing that we have to be mindful of is the impact that stress and burnout can have to our mental health. If you think about burnout and stress, it's one of the early symptoms and one of the early experiences that can lead to clinical depression. We all might feel a little depressed from time to time and have moments and seasons of depression. Some might be more long-term, some might be short-term, but if we constantly go out of pace where we're not addressing the issue and we're running faster and harder and less efficiently, we can get to a point where we start to experience depression. And it's not going to change as easily as it would if you were addressing your stress and burnout early on. So why am I sharing this, right? It sounds really serious because it is. I'm sharing this because I, I've seen so many leaders, so many high performers who are well intentioned, they're going through significant amounts of burnout without addressing it head on. They know they're experiencing it because of how they're feeling, feeling fatigued, feeling detached, feeling this lack of efficacy and effectiveness and and their daily lives, they are feeling the exact symptoms of burnout, but they are not spending the time to slow down to actually do something about it. Renee Brown has a quote, and she says that we are so busy that the truth about our lives can't catch up. Think about that. I'm going to repeat it one more time and just pause and reflect on this statement. We are so busy that the truth about our lives can't catch up. If you keep piling on your activities and you keep doing things faster, more, harder, you're going to be so busy that the truth of your life has no time to catch up to the pace of which you're going. No matter how high of a performer you are, you are susceptible to stress and burnout. It's unavoidable. It's in human nature for us to have a capacity. Now, you might see people like David Goggins or Jimmy Chin, people who are extremist, who push them, their bodies, their minds to the extreme, who can climb peaks and, and go to the lowest of valleys and sustain ultra marathons and Ironmans and Ironwomen's You can go to the extreme. Even a person like that is susceptible to stress and burnout, believe it or not. Here's the trick, though. You can take a proactive approach. You can do things now, mindset hacks, and developing a peak performance mindset now to combat the stress and burnout that you're experiencing in your life currently and for the long term. Here are a couple things that I'd like for you to consider to address the stress and burnout in your life and to take a proactive approach. Number one, take breaks. Give yourself permission to take breaks. Cut up and chunk up your activities where you might be fully engaged in meetings after meetings after meetings. But when you take lunch, take lunch. You don't have to have a working lunch. Give yourself 45 minutes or even an hour to go outside. Take some deep breaths in, 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 in nature or get some fresh air. Go on a walk. Do something for your body to nourish it, to your for your soul to replenish it. Take breaks and take breaks often. Even if they're five minutes or three minute increments, Even if we feel like we don't have time, give yourself a buffer of five minutes between meetings virtually so that you can go to the bathroom, you can go outside, you can take some breaths, you can do some mindfulness practices during your breaks, but take breaks. Number two, exercise, exercise, exercise. I don't mean hardcore exercising, but move your body. There's significant research by Emily and Amelia Nagaski. They wrote a book called Burnout, and they talk about the physiological symptoms of burnout and how to address both the stress and the stressors in our life. Now, you got to understand, stressors and stress are two different things. Remember in the beginning of this, we talked about eustress and distress. There's good type of stress, and there's bad type of stress. There's also two kinds of stress that we have to be aware of. Stressors and stress. Stressors are the things that are external; they're outside of us. We address them like deadlines, financial pressures, um, you know, change management processes, tournaments, competition. External things are stressors that cause us stress. Stress is what we experience internally. That's the internal experience in the internal world that we go through that is stress. Even though we address the external things in our life, the internal things may still be there. So as doctors Emily and Millie Nagowski talk about in their book, Burnout, How to Complete the Stress Cycle, they talk about even though you address the stressors externally, you have to complete the stress cycle internally. You have to move through the tunnel. You have to go through, through it all. One of the best ways to complete the stress cycle internally is exercise and body movement. Whether you're doing Just Dance on Nintendo Switch with your children, or you might be walking outside getting fresh air, or you might be doing yoga early morning or late night, or stretching, that's all part of exercising and moving your body. Another way to address the stress and complete the stress cycle is meeting with friends And laughing, belly laughing, having a jolly old time, right? Having a grand time. Movement and exercise can significantly help with you addressing the stress and burnout in your life. Three, eat healthy. Now, what we put into our bodies is like the gasoline that we put into our cars. Now, many of us are going electric, of course, but For those who are still driving a gasoline-driven car, we have different grades, right? The 87, 89, and the premium 91 grade. Now, putting the types of food and gasoline into your vehicle determine the output, the performance. Whether you notice it or not, it still is impacting the internal workings of your vehicle. Just like our car. What we put into our bodies is going to determine our performance and our output, how we think, how we feel, and how we perform. Eating healthy is essential. My personal trainer is telling me that I need to drink at least four to five cups of water, at least, like, you know, I have this big-sized bottle just like this, if you can see, um, and an apple a day. Keep it very realistic and keep the challenge and the goals, the target, uh, achievable. So I'm not going to go on a vegetarian diet, you know, for the next three and a half months. I just, I know myself. I love meat. I love protein. But keeping realistic, challenging goals that, let's say for the next week, I eat an apple a day and drink, you know, six jugs of water, then I'm on target. And if I can't do that, and I do four jugs of water, that's my minimum threshold. I'm going to achieve that and uh, keep myself accountable for that. So keeping uh, realistic goals and addressing that throughout your days and your weeks and keep them achievable. Number four, pursue new hobbies or a new learning experience. Remember one of the uh, criteria of burnout. Is this kind of lack of passion, right? Detachment from our work, disengagement, cynicism, and we just are bored. And one of the, uh, you know, three types of burnout, we, underchallenged burnout, is not being stimulated by what we're doing. But what if we were to introduce a new perspective shift on what you do? What if we engaged in new le- learning experience? Or we engage with a new community that brought about new ideas and newfound joy. Even if we're doing the same things, what if we, um, you know, challenged ourselves to see things differently from a new perspective? We might get an outside coach. We might uh, join a, like a social group that challenges us to think differently. We might take a class or we might pursue a different hobby completely outside of work. But finding something new, finding something enjoyable, And finding something that you love to do can stimulate that passion and can help you challenge the under-challenged burnout that people might experience in their life. The next one is prioritize unwinding and relaxing. Now, one of the first things I said that we can do to combat burnout and stress is take breaks. This particular one, number five, is about unwinding from your day's work, draw some boundaries that when you end work, you end work. Now, my wife is so good at this, and I'm terrible at this. Where after work, we have a ritual that we implement it into our family, where we keep our phones at the phone station downstairs, and we don't take our phones into the bedroom, uh, especially when we're sleeping, just because we want to separate home life from work life. Now, because of COVID-19, it, it meshed together, it's all blended, but we're being intentional in creating some boundaries and some structure around home life and work life. So a lot of times, Apple and iPhone has come up with a feature on work mode or focus mode or keeping your uh, alerts silent. These are great ways of unwinding when you get home. We have to learn to separate, even though we constantly feel like this need to respond and engage and and be on top of things and not drop the ball or this FOMO experience, fear of missing out, so we're available 24-7, that can creep into the frenetic burnout. We're constantly on edge, constantly being on a frenzy, right? Anticipating, wondering, responding, being fully available for everybody else except for yourself and your family, and your loved ones. Think about who needs you at home just as much as they need you outside of work. People inside your home need you just as much, even your pets. Separate and create boundaries and structure and learn to unwind when you transition from work to home. Number six, prioritize sleep. You'll see studies after studies of peak performers. You look at Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. You look at all these uh, peak performing athletes, peak performing leaders. They all prioritize sleep. They get a minimum of seven to eight hours, right? So you'll see a lot of studies around that, that number, seven to eight hours minimum per day. It refuels you. It replenishes you. And it can help you combat the stress and burnout in your life. So you're more alert, more engaged throughout the day, and also more productive. The next one is reevaluate your lifestyle and your habits. What are some habits and things that you're currently doing that you want to start, stop, or continue? Do that exercise. And we do that in organizational psychology when we go into companies all the time. We reevaluate what we want to start doing what we want to stop doing, or what we want to continue doing. It's as simple as that. What do I want to start doing in my life, especially coming into this new year, 2024? What are some habits I want to start to introduce and develop that's new? That's the start. What do I want to stop doing in my life that are bad habits that I want to you know discontinue? A lot of people are deleting their social media off of their phone. They might still have their account, but they're not constantly going to it on their phone. Maybe I want to stop doing that and stop wasting my time scrolling and getting lost in the abyss of social media. That's not healthy and productive for me. So I want to put an end to that. I want to stop that. Make a list, reevaluate it. What is it that you want to continue doing in your life? Maybe I want to continue um, taking these breaks that I've started or continue meeting with friends on the weekends and uh, going to comedy club maybe i want to continue this new um you know hobby that i i found that i really like and i want to do more of it whatever it is you want to continue doing that's helpful and successful continue doing that and make a plan for it reevaluate your lifestyle and your habits with the start stop and continue and the last thing i'm going to share is seek professional guidance and help. Having accountability. Coaches need coaches. Trainers need trainers, right? We all need someone. Now, I talk to my friends. I talk to my family members. But having somebody who's a professional guide or professional helper, that helps me reorganize my life and invest quality time to really ask myself the hard questions to re-examine what I do every day. That helps me to become in tip-top shape. That helps me on this path of recalibrating, refueling, and giving myself the best. So take a look at these things that you can do to implement, to rejuvenate your lifestyle, rejuvenate your mind, body, and soul, so you can take proactive action to combat the stress and burnout in your life. Thank you for listening to the Mastering Minds of Podcast, and I'll see you next week.